Zosobi, Boo Berry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. We want to get real technical. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Lorian Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. And also... Joining us for a special edition of Bowls with Buds, it's Booberry. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello, hello, peekaboo. Of course, I'm Spencer Wolfman of Kansas City Man. <laughs> and I'm Dame DeLorean. And we get the Mothman. We get the Mothman, the only Black Knight Mothman that I know of. I am the hype. He's the hype. How's it going? <laughs> coming to spread hype all over your towns oh yeah slap that <laughs> hype down its, on me all of all, and all of its dusty dusty goodness oh the dusty <laughs> hype <laughs> don't wipe the dusty hype i have a spell that depends upon that being there you ever have anybody get mad at you uh for dusting and fucking up one of their spells uh no i i can't say that i have this has happened to me before in real life oh did they not respond well yeah, oh yeah, they were like, uh, hey, uh, that's serving a purpose, dude. Fucking my spell up. I was like, oh, it looked pretty dusty. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so I see. So you like you go to brush it away and it's like, oh, you just broke my circle. Ah, I'm just a noob when it comes to that kind of thing. Well, see, I was then I for would... sure much more, but still, still very much so. What I would do is paint all my circles that I would need on the underside of a rug. So that way you always got it if you need it. Uh, yeah, I like that. And nobody's like asking a bunch of questions. Yeah, you just flip it over. There you go. Poof. I'm witchy woo now. <laughs> Kabam. That is very Satan-y. <laughs> well, uh, welcome back, Satan. Uh, it's good to have you back again in the bowl. Satan. In the bowl. And thanks for joining us, by the way, uh, bowlers out there in Bowl yes. After Bowl world. You can always Hello join to everybody in the bowl. You can always join along at bowlafterbowl.com. You click on Listen Live. You're going to click on other stuff soon. I'm... That's my next web project is redesigning bullafterbull.com. So, you know, I'm in the s- next <laughs> year or two, I'm sure it'll get done. <laughs> I'm so incredibly nervous to touch our website. <laughs> I never want to mess with it ever again. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Because uh, <laughs> the way I ended up putting it together is I went into the inspector in Brave. Yeah. It just started changing values until it did something that I wanted it to do, and then I copy and pasted it into the yeah, custom there you go. CSS. CSS. You, you know what that makes you? A, a web developer, like officially. Oh. Yeah. Good job. You did it. Nice. Yeah. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Um, this is my only victory noise, really. It's a good one. That's a classic. Yeah. It means uh, means good things means good things yeah that's how i feel man i i redid the abel and the wolf site because i just had the placeholder text you know for the about of the artists right and then uh when i updated it and i like ran the build i put like all the new javascript files in and put all the new css files in and then i went to the live site and it was just a quite blank page because i forgot some well i got uh i got a domain i just need some (laughs) 
some time to actually start throwing something together, but I hope to have a misinformed website up by the end of the, if not January, hopefully sometime mid-February. Cool. Woo! That's awesome. And uh, I guess for those of you playing along at home, we're doing a new one Sunday evening. Yeah. Oh, Sunday, Sunday. Cool. It's like pretty much the second half of our last one we did, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You get us all together and we just... We just never can shut the fuck <laughs> talk, up. Talk, really? talk, yeah. talk, 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 talk. It's the podcasting thing, I guess, though. I mean, that's the point, right? We're supposed to be talking here, so. Give the people what they want. Dudes talking yeah. into microphones, you know. And playing funny sound effects. And uh, making outlandish claims as to the greatest uh, podcast moment of all time. Well. That's neither te- here nor there, though. Technically, you know. technically, that would have been the greatest YouTube moment of all time, but, uh, you know. Well, now tomato, tomato. That's true. Of course, uh, Chris contends that he heard that moment as a podcast moment while it was still a podcast. So you know, that's fine. It's only a Just... YouTube moment now, but I guess now is when we're talking about it, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I suppose. I can see. I suppose. I can see all sides. All sides. I can see all sides. <laughs> well, hey, we actually do have some uh, <laughs> producers <laughs> for this episode. We want to thank them. Uh, we have a couple of executive producers, Quirk S. Woohoo, Quirk S. She came in, um, actually she came in while we were doing the last show on Tuesday night uh, with a 2369. 69! Nice. 69, dudes! And, of course, a note. She says, you inspire me to keep my fires of survival and perseverance well stoked. Instead of give up like I very much want to right now, you are the epitome of free, beautiful Free and beautiful spirits. I want to be like you when I grow up. Thank you for all you give and do. Aw. What a sweetie. Thank you, Quirk Yeah, thank you, Quirk And thank you also, Servo. Yeah, Servo. For 33K sats on chain. Woo! Oh, shit. Look at that. That's right. Layer one donation. Thank you, sir. Uh, Also, Cotton Gin came in with a pew before the show. Yeah, Cotton Gin. 508 sats. Thank you. So, um... Thank you for all of that. And I wanted to get kind of your opinion on this, Boobs, because uh, it's been a while since you've been... Well, maybe I should back up and explain that. The Bulls with Buds format. For those of you who are new, because I know that any given show could be your first show. You know, I never, you never know. So Bulls with Buds is Bull After Bull. It's another episode. This is Bull After Bull episode 126, which happens to be a Bulls with Buds. We produce them sporadically, kind of whenever we have time. We try to do it on Fridays, but you know... It, it can be really any time. And uh, it's just another episode in the RSS feed. And we sit down with a bud, maybe two buds, in the bowl. And we talk uh, all kinds of stuff. And so you can find all of these interviews, including this one, at bowlswithbuds.com. And I wanted to talk about uh, your opinion on format. Because I had uh, somebody reach out to me recently on the Nasser's, the No Agenda Socials. And they said that they checked out last Tuesday night's show... They were the first time listener, and they were like, "You should consider thanking people deeper into the show, like get into content and then do the producer segment." Huh? And to remember, like that any show, like I just said, any show could be people's first show. And we've done the producer segment for a while, and we always like do it right up front, and kind of like the halfway joke is like, "Oh, if we don't do it right now, we could forget." Ha ha ha! If we're too deep behind the curtain, but. That's a joke based in reality, and um, 
I only say because it's true. I know. Yeah. With, with your format <laughs> on Behind the Schemes, uh, loveislit.com, behindtheschemes.com, uh, you start out with kind of a kind of clip-produced thing that's always unique, and then you roll into kind of a tarot thing, and then don't you pretty much thank people up front right in there somewhere? Yeah, it's within the first half an hour. It does take us a little, not a tremendous amount of time, but it does kind of take us a little bit to actually get to the meat of the episode, which is something that I've wondered about. Like, you know, should we should we save the business till the, you know, midway point? Um, well, it's interesting because that's what my reply was. I was like, you know, first I was like, hey, did you listen live? You know, and then like, I'm also always interested in feedback, you know, because if I don't know something's going wrong or I don't know it's not greatly received, then I can't change it, right? So I'm always interested in the feedback and what people say, but I'm also not interested in, like, just one person steering a show if it's not a problem. Um, So that's why I kind of want to bring it up on the show because it was interesting feedback. And I've thought about it privately to myself, like, should the producer segment be a little further in? Should we have, like, some content up front? Another thing that we do, we're primarily the weed podcast, but we put our weed stories kind of in second half of show. Right. And we go, you know, we go behind the curtain, which started, I don't know, almost 100 shows ago or something, like 80 shows ago. So it's like, I've thought about that ever since we started doing that. Like, it's in the back of my head. Like, this is sort of our primo material, but it's halfway into the end. Well, let me <clears throat> let me ask you this. Yeah. The bowlers that help produce the show, do you think they're hanging in front of the curtain or behind the curtain? I <laughs> know. Uh, we all know where they are. They're, in fact, I don't know what we're doing in here. Uh, we should come. <laughs> come on. Oh. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why wait till the 30-minute mark when you could go back here at the 10-minute mark? You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Um, um, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe... Uh, <clears throat> hmm... It's a it's an interesting proposition. Just had me I would say, thinking, you know, it had me thinking. Maybe you could flip it totally on its head and do it right there at the end of the show, uh, kind of like a, a podcasting two point right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm of the mindset. It's like I would like to know because usually try and listen live. I'm not really sure. If, uh, I'm sure, maybe there's people out there that you know jump to a specific time in a show and they just skip all of the beginning, but. I think it's kind of cool to help know who's uh, directly uh, financing the show at the beginning. Plus, you know, like you, you kind of do the announcement of, you know, we're in the hashtag bowl after bowl chat on irc.zerno.net. Um, it leads well from the boost into the cocaine shit stain uh, yeah. on chain off chain. Yeah, I can see that. See, that's what I everything about our format, which is like a very laid back version of a format. It all just kind of has grown organically. And so once you get into a groove, it's hard to change something. But I'm always, like, open to changing anything at any given time. If the reason's good, we're loose enough to do it, you know. But uh, I always thought about that. The reason we do behind the curtain second half, too, is because, you know, we used to come down here and, like, smoke weed and then start the show, which is very (laughs) difficult, okay? It's pretty hard to do. It's like it makes – it takes it – it, you know, right now you're riding the nice fine line between work and fun. And then when you just like smoke before you even hit record, it pulls you further toward the work side, unfortunately. And so uh, I think it was Sir Bimrose. Yeah, it was Sir Bimrose who said to us, like, you should consider not smoking weed during your show, you know? And I, I was like, I actually, 
was like, well, yeah, I'm, except we are bull after bull. You know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah. So we thought that the behind the curtain thing would be a nice compromise where it's like, all right, we get to the, we get to that section. We kind of know where it's going from there. And then it's voicemails and then it's like having fun on the, you know. The only problem now is it's like I often forget to roll the ball on the lane stories. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you know. I would try either we you, you got what you've got, which is starting at the beginning with thanking the producers. You could try it right after you go behind the curtain or you could do it after the lanes. That's interesting. That, that seems to be, in my humble opinion, uh, probably the three spots where it would fit best. I think- the only reason... The only reason we thank people twice during the show is I go outside and I smoke a cigarette and I'm checking my email. I'm like, oh, shit, sure, we got something yeah. come through. Well, so. you, you have an awesome little intermission deal on your show, too, which is like, um, um, now I'm always listening live. So th- the intermission is, what of that gets it in the recording? Everything. All of it. So it's still in the recording. Yep. That's cool. See, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm about, I think before I totally redesigned bullafterbull.com, I'm going to just hand write our rss feed so that i can implement a bunch of the podcasting 2.0 shit that uh podbean doesn't let me do and just host my own version of the rss feed that's 2.0 compliant and then i want to figure out chapters and then none of this is going to be an issue after chapters i think that's how we solve it because mm. then it's like you just uh, skip where you want okay go. it's your first time you got chapters just tap you know tap after the donation segment you know Actually, the chapters is probably the easiest thing that it's come <clears throat> when it comes to uh, doing an episode up. It's just I don't know when to stop messing with something, so it ends up taking forever. And the one time that I tried doing chapters, I ended up with like it was close to forty. <laughs> oh my goodness, God! Because <laughs> I was like, oh, we changed, we changed topic here, we changed topic here. <laughs> yeah, I went through and I found a meme associated with everything that we were talking about. Or well, funny yeah. pictures or gifts. When you like... when you have that chapter art potential too, yeah. you know, you're like, oh shit, I could be, you know, I could be flicking through a bunch of different images while people are listening. So I definitely well, want to, I, I want to do chapters soon. But it... I will say, I was using Lorian's art for the uh, uh, beginning of show business, the producer sk- segment, the uh, screamels. That right. was that uh, that uh, that pyramid screaming one that you sent in. Cool. Yeah, because it displays the numbers so just like so balls to the wall. I love it the works. I love when you put the numbers in art. I definitely do that. I love that, and I love the boobery art you made today. That was a great one. Oh hell with yeah! The three D oh, with the shucks. with the moth man going on. Well, thanks. I, it's pretty <laughs> awesome looking. I showed that to a good friend of mine today, and she was like, "I want someone to do that to a picture of my face." Hell <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that would be dope, wouldn't it? I love it. Hey, I want to. And it's fun. It's funny because like that silhouette. I was like, "Where in the fuck did you get my silhouette from?" <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Because I, because uh, I, I got a couple of. Well, I got one theatrical photo that definitely comes to mind. It was standing in front of a light and took a photo. I was like, eh, "It kind of looks like that." It's spooky. Lorian has ways of tracking down your shadow profile. And we need a theremin right here. <laughs> that was a pretty good theremin. I wanted to uh, thank you again for these uh, Delta 8 gummies. Oh, yeah. Thank you, boobs. Which I have slow- oh, hell yeah. I've been slow rolling, and we still have a couple left, but uh, we've been biting them in half, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're just like- Not the first time. Wowie zowie. Not the first time. But uh figure tonight, since you're on, you know, cheers and do a full one. 
Well, I might uh, pound this cider and get another one. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I, I don't have any uh I don't have any gummies with me. That's all good. I, you know, allegedly legend has it in Minecraft, uh <laughs> the gummies they can be quite a trip I've heard. These are 50 state legal um well, it's rolling back to like 44 or something now. Right. Yeah, I thought we yeah, I thought we were going. in that list. Mm-hmm. But in Minnesota, a recent addition. It's good that you shipped them out when you did, man. You stayed safe. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy running the fucking hemp farm. I know. That's uh, so lame, isn't it? It's like Jesus Christ. Like, can we just? Have I never, some... I never realized Minnesota was going to be like so blue hair about shit. You know. But here I am, surprised. It's a very, very <laughs> blue state. Um, you know that uh, the Reagan mega sweep where it was like power slide red, like almost every state. Mm-hmm. It's like the reddest electoral map of modern history. But the two blue sections were. Minnesota and D.C. Hmm. Everything else was red. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I just want to buy... I specifically... I only want alcohol from the beer store at 7 o'clock on Sundays. But too bad they're fucking closed. Ah, man. That's the nice <laughs> thing about Missouri. It's like... Uh, the regulations are incredibly loose. Yeah. And the taxes are pretty low. Oh, yeah. Just what you want. Especially when you're an old guy. You start getting a gut. And you got some money, but not a lot of money, and you want to keep it. <laughs> then all that kind of shit starts mattering to you. You know, you're like, Wah. fucking county taxes, man. Yeah. It's dumb. Tar- I'm, I don't know. I mean, there's parts I like about Minnesota. There's other parts I'm like, man, it's, it's, everybody's burning the city down. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the unrest is no good, for sure. You can't have no unrest. I went to Minnesota... I think only one time. It was like 90... Ugh, I want to say 98. It was New Year's, though. And we did, like, Mall of America New Year's Eve. Oh, oh wow. That's uh <laughs> Sounds like a charmer of a time. It was fun. <laughs> we had, like, Camp Snoopy. We did, like, a log ride. Oh, there was yeah. a whole indoor fireworks show. Wow. wow. Indoor fireworks? I know it sounds crazy, but it went down. It went down like that. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could call it more pyrotechnics. It wasn't like okay. they were launching mortars at the ceiling and shit, but uh, still, though, uh, it was very cool. It was very well done. Indoor pyrotechnics ended pretty badly for one nightclub in Rhode Island in the early aughts. I think that's my only knowledge of like indoor uh, fireworks. <laughs> mm. A somber my, tale. My dad's band actually played that club before it burned down. Oh fuck! Yeah, it was great. White era. They had some. I believe it was uh, flash pots that went off and caught the insulation up in the ceiling, and it just... It's too bad. I'm on fire! <laughs> See, flashing and pot, two of my favorite things. You think when they, you would combine them that it would be even more fun, but not always I mean, the I, case. I heard really funny stories about them buying the chemicals just through calling a phone number, and they would get them ordered to them. Like There was no licenses required or anything nice. back in the 90s. Just look well, them up in uh, the pyro I, I think, pages. I, I think they technically they they asked if we had a license. They're like, oh yeah, 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 we got one. Yeah, honor yeah. system. <laughs> yeah, the honor system. Licensed and insured. <laughs> the 1990s called. It wants its honor system back. Just like uh, yeah. just like this show. It's licensed and insured. <laughs> Fully accredited by the podcast uh, bureau association. Man, never have I ever been to the Mall of America, and well. My Minnesota experience is just an airport, which does not count. Nope. No. 
Uh, well, I get, we can we can take you up to the Mall of America. I mean, it's a giant, <laughs> circular, three-story mall. I feel, um, I feel like I need to see it. You know, I gotta yeah. go once. I gotta see it. Yeah, it was dope when I was eight because like Legoland. That was the first time I ever yeah. saw Legoland. We got the it was kiddos to bring. It, it was dope when I was twenty-one and went through here on the tour for the first time. They were bumping. Uh, if you wanna be my lover. Oh yeah, like Some over and girls. over and over again. I think while I was there, because we were there for a long freaking time, you know, we got there at like probably three or four. Oh, hi Pew. We got there at like three or four, and we stayed until you know after midnight after the fireworks and all that. So they probably played that damn song like at least a dozen times while I was there. Nice. Oh man, it's gonna be a big, big hit. I, I can, I can feel it. Yeah, it's funny because we just watched Jingle All the Way, and that's based in. Uh, Minneapolis and there's a Mall of America scene and that movie was filmed like probably within it was within the year that I went there or you know maybe like 18 months either side of when I went there so everything was just like so perfectly as I remember it nice Pretty <laughs> a great. little snapshot put that cookie snapshot down now <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it just brings back uh, personal memories personal memories I wanted this video game so bad and I discovered its existence while I was there at the Mall of America. Super Solvers Mission Think. I liked all these like nerdy oh. educational games because mostly that was the games you could get for Mac. We were like Mac heads in the 90s when not a lot of people did the Mac thing, you know? Oh, no. So I know that life. You'd go, to, you'd go to Best Buy and people would be like, oh, yeah, I, I've used the Mac too to find Oregon Trail. <laughs> and be like, fuck you, Kent. Best Buy dickheads, you know, because I'm just like asking, you know, what games do you have for Mac? And then they would just like laugh at me. I remember there was one, it was like a first person, uh, you, you played a dinosaur or something that came out with the IMAX, like, uh, I guess like early 2000s. But the other one that we played was Math Blaster, which was mm. like a space based math game. Yeah. Maybe that's why I suck at math so much. Because I learned <laughs> it from a computer every, game. Every time you see a multiplication symbol, you think you're going to get hit by an asteroid or something? Yeah. Oh, Where's no! my lasers at? Pew, pew. <laughs> uh, the pew, pew, uh, by the way, was from C-Dubs. Thank you, C-Dubs. Yeah, thank you, C-Dubs. Thank you for the mid-show pew. That's another thing we've been playing with as far as format. Like, mm. Should we leave Helipad running or should we shut that shit up? And... Once I heard the pew on the latest No Agenda, I was like, well, you know, it's kind of justifiable I mean, if the Podfather's doing it. You know? I still think uh, I think some pinball sound effects would be... I definitely want to do some customization on that. That's like... Pew! Oh, pew. You little pew. Um, 508 had to be cotton gin. Thank you, sir. The Oh, my God. I can play an emulator of Math Blaster. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, dude. <laughs> nice. You gotta love it. Watch out, Math. Here I come. Uh -oh. <laughs> the Revenge of the Mothman. From Mothman to Mathman. Oh, man. Oh. That's not a huge jump. Just change a vowel. <laughs> I've made that. Uh... Actually, I think I think Midas was the first one that came up. He's the Mothman, not the Mathman, because oh. uh, inevitably I'll uh, fuck up some numbers in some <laughs> spectacular fashion. He would beat uh. me to some kind of a nerd punch. Yeah. Like such a cool, yeah, cool guy. <laughs> He's quick on the draw, that cool guy. Another, the last note I have about uh, format stuff, because I just found this interesting and I was curious, like, how it came aboot. You do the uh, the rolling of the die 
to determine the order and like who's going mm-hmm. for your stories that you're bringing uh, for behind the schemes, like your topics. And I love that dynamic. And uh, I was curious, like how that came about. Uh, well, it was it was a super technical decision because I didn't want to do a back and forth on who wanted to go first anymore. So I was sure. like, well, you know, we're gonna let the universe decide. Lavish is an avid D and D fan. Uh, I like collecting the die. They, they look kind of cool with those geometric shapes on top of this uh, crystal altar. So I had a couple couple of sets laying around. It doesn't help that uh, the ones that I typically use are glow in the dark. I do love me something that glows in the dark. Very cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was literally just something to you know make it exciting, keep us on our toes because you know it's going to change. Um, <laughs> there's only two directions it can go realistically. But um, yeah, you know, just it kind of adds excitement it's like eh, you know there's a little bit of mystery like we know what we're going to want to talk about but we don't know the order so we got we got the beginning and the uh intermission and everything else up in between it's just kind of up the chance i guess i love it i see i know a gal has a die feature too which is kind of mm-hmm. cool and i didn't know if they were like connected or non-connected because i always hear the die rolling so it's like you guys have dies gal has dies like everybody's got a die we had, I want to say that we had the dice before uh, Gal showed up, but I Servo also added the roll the die feature on his own accord, which was really cool because now I can do like a, I'm going to roll a 1D100. <laughs> nice. It's fun. Yeah, you know, you need, I'm thinking of a random number between one and a big number. Roll it. It's always good. It's always good to have a number on the on the fly, you know? Pulling out a number. 68. So close. Damn. One off, dude. 68. 68, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about artwork earlier, and I wanted to hear the story. Well, I've kind of heard some of the story, but I wanted the bowlers to hear the full story of the like wine art because you uh, recently designed some uh cover art for our abel and the wolf project oh, that abel kirby and i did it looks so good <laughs> it's uh okay so abel sent me the message asking if i would do it and he sent a copy of the song and i listened to it and i was like oh fuck yeah i totally come up with something actually i i do have an idea in mind um and pretty much right out the gate the idea was to do something with wine in the snow and i waited i didn't do any like test shots or nothing <laughs> i just sat and waited from when he sent me that email till i don't know uh three weeks ago at this point three yeah. and a half and some change yeah and it finally snowed and i was like cool i'm gonna go buy some booze today and by booze i mean wine got home cracked it open and <laughs> over the sink i was like oh well, i wonder what this is gonna look like and i started pouring it down my arm into the into the sink and I, the wine is was uh what's that real oh it was a barefoot it was barefoot wine. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Which might have been a mistake on my end for choosing something <laughs> that was so cheap. No, I mean, anything with the picture of a foot on it is good in my book. You got barefoot, so... you got flip-flop, <laughs> you got... There's a few wines like that. They're cheap, but still, like, you know, not, like, terrible wines. Passable wines. I, I'm not I'm not much of a wine drinker. Uh, if it tastes like grape juice, I'm there, but anything drier, it's not, it's not anything. Like, I'm either... I'm either going to take a sip or I'm going to down the bottle in one go. <laughs> There's no in between. Oh, I can't do the super, super sweet. I feel like it dehydrates me like instantly. Oh, this, like, uh, 
I'm actually drinking a blueberry lemonade cider for tonight. Oh, look at you. Mm. Fancy. Blueberry with the blueberry. <laughs> Wherever you see this face, you see bougie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the keeper was looking at this problem that I was having because, you know, I wanted it to. I, the idea was, you know, something that looks like blood, blood on snow. Like, mm -hmm. that's such a such a high contrasting visual and the song's got some like you know it's it's a it's a very like you know he's talking about uh uh let's see, see if i can remember what the words are in the back of my head i don't know it just kind of st st struck me as like there's all these faded memories just passing by like booze coming out of a bottle um sure so she the keeper had the idea of trying trying to thicken the wine which meant making wine gravy. So we added some cornstarch and some balsamic vinegar to help bring the color back. <clears throat> I mean, I was almost at the point where I was going to go crack open the bottle of guar spew that I have sitting on my desk. <laughs> and technically, it would have been blue instead of uh, red. Is that one of those been... break glass in case of emergency situations, yes. the guar spew? Yes, it is a bottle it, it's actually in a guar vodka bottle it sits on top of my other desk <laughs> and it was made by one of the production guys that i bought off of him during an auction nice some fundraiser thing but uh yeah it's just a bottle of I, the blue spew is the cum juice um as opposed to the red which is the blood so gotcha. technically it's a it's a bottle of guar cum <laughs> very juicy so, very nice yeah you wouldn't want to just blow that you know it would it would be no it i would not have blown it for I mean, this I mean, endeavor you would but you know it's got to be extra special <laughs> it would have been extra special i would have been totally happy to yeah, it just the only problem was it's uh it would be blue the color uh, off right I, yeah. I actually i have the recipe to make more guar spew and it like you know it's it's thicker it's got um like this carrageen stuff in it so it's like a, if a, you rub it between your fingers and like pull it apart it's like a stringy thingy does it give you I, like the right uh the right kind of uh jizz consistency well, I would <laughs> not quite that thick. <laughs> okay, uh, but it, it'll stain you for sure. <laughs> it stays and gets all in your fingernails and everything. Anyways, so she ended up making a, a wine gravy, and um, I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to go to where we can get a little bit of privacy, so it doesn't, you know, I'm not walking around with an open bottle of liquor. Uh, people aren't gonna be like. Is this guy okay? His whole arm is just <laughs> red and looks like it's mangled from all this gravy. Uh, but it was it was kind of cold, so we were like, fuck it. So uh, <laughs> walked over to one of the apartment buildings that's kind of close by that had some snow that had not been touched. Took off my jacket, hung it on a tree, and then opened the warm container of gravy and just started drizzling it down my arm. And then I took the wine, brought, a, uh, brought it in a... Uh, big coffee thermos and just started pouring that down my arm too and just started making a path forward and uh the keeper took a bunch of photos for me as i was walking and like i was like you know kind of telling her which angles i wanted to get her get it from and uh finally found one that i i liked the angle of but it was uh it was it, there was no direct sunlight on it which i thought at first was going to be a problem but when i sat down put it into the photoshop and started fucking with all the colors mm -hmm. it all started turning out this like bluish color and i was like okay maybe this was the right decision nice so then i cropped it up and got it all pretty and like i was really like i pretty much just down the 
coffee thermos all of like in that final spot so that's why that spatter is so big on the ground splatter sorry uh, okay yeah that makes sense just the rest went right there mm-hmm. it looks so cool man and like even the little like the soft drops on the outside where it's just barely touched and then you can tell the right outside of there it's virgin snow but it's like i didn't see when i first saw the art i didn't see snow i didn't think of snow it was just like uh I definitely thought wine, blood, you know, like that that connection there is obvious. But um, I also didn't think it was like a photo. No. I don't know. I yeah. thought it was like a digital drawing, kind of a digital rendering. Like. I thought it was watercolor when I looked at it. And I was like, oh, shit. damn, that hand looks so real. No, I can, uh, I can safely assure that you, I can when, never draw anything like that. When you sent me the, uh, it was like the pre-filtered photo. Like the behind the scenes. Oh you, yeah, you peeked me behind the, the scheme, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, dude!" Like that, you <laughs> yeah. just blew my mind with the. <laughs> I was like, yes. "Boobery went out and he made this happen," <laughs> but of course you did. Like it was just one of those things where I was like, "I can't even believe I didn't see it," you know. Um, so it's cool. It's it's awesome to like experience art like that, where you see something for the first time and you just. You get these impressions of what's going on in the photo and maybe like, I don't know, thinking about how it's made slightly, you know, but, and then you hear, oh yeah, this is the, the photo and I made wine gravy. Uh, it was the keeper that made the wine gravy. Well, it she, was the keeper. She's and making me hungry. Thank, thankfully, wine thankfully gravy. she stopped me from, uh, from doing the first idea, which was just to cup it in my hands. But she was like, what are you trying to do? Twilight? <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Please yeah. clap. There you go. No, it, it turned out fantastic. It's one of my favorite pieces in the whole project, honestly. Um, well, thank, thank you, uh, thank you both, and uh, thank you, Abel, for uh, uh, hit me up to do it. It was hella fun. Um, I got to say, Abel and the Wolf has certainly given me the itch. Yeah. To start tinkering around because behind the schemes is full of musicians. Yeah, I've got a re itch too, man. That's the beauty and curse of being like a drummer primarily. It's just like, you kind of like, hey, I'm here, you know, I can keep time for anybody <laughs> if you want. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, actually, uh, we, Lavish, both Lavish and Malachi are both drummers. Nice. So maybe we could have, maybe we could do Lavish on vocals, Malachi on guitar, I can pull my bass out, we can get, uh, we can get you on drums and do like a behind the bowl scheme. <laughs> that'd be cool yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun yeah Lori and I oh. were thinking about doing some stuff too uh, in the future one of my favorite aspects of Abel and the Wolf was that you guys put together a podcast Abelcraft to stay on track and keep up with the project and make sure it was happening and going down and I thought that was super cool what a great concept because <laughs> if there's a podcast involved it's gonna happen yeah that was Abel's like that was... full break for podcasts like most of the things with the project, it was Abel's idea, and uh, it was just like an accountability thing, you know? It was just kind of like, you know, we were at the point where we were sometimes clean-feeding, talking to each other about what we'd gotten done that week. And then he was like, you want to just do this every week as a podcast? And then I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then was just like, you dirty bitch! Yeah. <laughs> it's into it all of a sudden. I was like, oh, now it'll happen. 
that'll happen. And it did. That's now, like, now uh, there's accountability. Without yeah. the podcast, we never would have completed the goddamn thing. I can tell you that. Mm. I can tell you that. Well, I can guarantee, or um, I know that there's people in Japan that know about this because mm. I sent it to the Japan What guys. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, I remember telling you about are, that. They were both musicians, so I'm hoping they uh, they jump on it. They abandon Spotify. That would be cool. Um, that would be cool. I mean, you can you can definitely do better numbers with less streams. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine the sats to dollars equivalent and then how many streams you'd have to do on Spotify. Just Spotify alone, for instance, to hit what we've already hit since release, um, which I don't even... I, this just back of the napkin math in my head, you know. I haven't like looked at, I haven't crunched the numbers or done a full tally on anything. But um, I've seen boost too for like wine. So is that coming through to you too? Mm-hmm. So you've seen some stuff from it. That's awesome, man. Like uh, I don't know. Mainly for us, it was just the concept thing. You know, it was just like, all right, we've been talking about you could do this. You know, ever since the podcast index came out, we've been like, well, you could do it for an album too. And to actually just have one out there as a, a working, you know, thing that's just, like, alive now. It's so nice, because, like, we did it, and it's done, but it still gets pews, you know, on the helipad all the time. It's like, oh, shit, somebody else found that. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah I actually, I'm sitting here looking at the boost I sent to... I sent that song when I was showing a friend of mine back home. I was pimping it out. Oh, tight. I was like, hey, look what these guys did. <laughs> that's tight, man. Yeah, it's very cool. I love it. That my my next like really big dream concept is to get a music app that mirrors a lot of the new podcast apps, only is tailored to music, and then that would probably further drive adoption. Just because like right now, that's the biggest pain in the ass for the project right now. It's like, oh well, well send me a link. You know, it's like, oh, I send them to ableandthewolf.com mostly. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hopefully you'll find your way out of the tunnel, but that's where the tunnel starts, you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, read a little bit about it and uh, then find an app that works for... Because, you know, some people are like, oh, I want to listen to it on my phone. Some people are like, oh, I'm at the computer. Where do I listen to it? And, you know, the new newpodcastapps.com, it's like that chart, it's um, exhaustive, but also not n- super intuitive. Right. Especially if you're just like a newcomer and you've been looking at all of this stuff for the first time, you know? I mean, the people that I talk to who aren't into podcasts, it's like really tough, you know? Because they just want to like send a YouTube link or something, you know? <laughs> like, that's basically where they're at. And uh, it's you tough know? <laughs> to just like send them a link to, you know, it's like, well, what do I pick? Because I don't know. I, it's just so hard right now. If there was a, a beautiful music app that looked like... Maybe a poor man's Spotify, let's say. But it pulled in all of the music. You know, it pulled in everything that's utilizing the music medium tag out of the index. Then you've got a place to send people that they're using it and they're uh, consuming that music. But then you've also got artists going, oh, we can put our, sh-, you know, we can put shit in there. Right. How do you, how do you, uh, I guess, broadcast to fellow musicians that this avenue exists? Well, to- yeah, I mean... I, another another thing that has to happen and that I don't really have a I'm too I'm not qualified for this arena but there has to be some kind of a hosting solution too where you know and with music that's the beauty the pain in the ass about hosting podcasts is often you're uploading you know 90 minute files 2 hour files 3 hour files or more and mm-hmm. uh, that gets burdensome with music you upload 
you know, if you're ambitious and you're putting out crazy mixtapes, then maybe you uh, upload three hours a year, you know? Uh, so it's it's way less heavy on the on the hosting side as far as files go, just typically. But if you had a hosting um, solution where all you do is you put the art in, you can choose, you know, you can add people, you can dial in uh, nodes for the value splits and upload art and upload the MP3s, and then it would just build out your music on the back end or your RSS feed on the back end. And um, that's what the Bobcat feeder that, that Abel Kirby has built does, or he's told me it does. I've never actually used it. I just hand-wrote our RSS feed, so... He made a bobcat feeder, but my bobcat was hungry at the end. I don't know. I starved the bobcat. Can I ask a dumb question? Always, man. You're in the bowl. So there definitely exists the chance for independent musicians to go out there and accomplish this. Yeah. It, it's definitely been shown. It's quite evident. It's uh, It's about as straightforward as you can get. Probably one of the biggest challenges was being halfway across the country, right? Yeah. Easily. That was the biggest challenge. Just making the actual music was the biggest challenge. And only because we were apart, you know? I mean, if we... Uh, Abel kept on bringing up the idea of, like, if we rented a cabin in the woods for a month, you know? Which, it, that would That's be... That's a great idea. It would be a way to, <laughs> <Go> like... Go on. <laughs> I only have two hands, guys. Oh, my God. No, that's... Uh, I think if anybody, like, put out that call, I, w- I would definitely be... Uh, heavy in the heavy consideration zone for it for sure but um i mean that would be a way where you crank the music out you know well i guess what i'm wondering is and i know the idea was uh specifically able because uh, he's the one i heard say it he didn't want to ask permission right uh to do anything i don't know if there's a ton of people that have that sort of initiative or drive so what would it look like to try and onboard independent labels instead of going after the bands or the musicians themselves. Sure, like the whoever owns the IPs now. Yeah. I mean, is this a is this a dumb idea? I mean, I don't think so I, at all. I mean, that was one of my one of my initial visions was like, you know, this is just an additional way to monetize and maybe you have to rewrite your contracts. But uh, you just rewrite your contracts for an extra way to stream, and um, boom, you just put it out there, and uh, things can stream. And it's not like value for value has not been done in mainstream. I think in Rainbows was the biggest uh, example of it, Radiohead, and that was their oh right, that was their most profitable album of their whole careers. <laughs> wow. And you too, when they did that, you <laughs> too, yeah, they pushed it all out there. <laughs> Fucking fuck! Oh no! Shit! Fuck! I got you too. Do you have Do you have an iPod? Oh, you got you too. Cool. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's a it's a great avenue. And then of course, spreading it out to you could do any any digital property, any digital medium at all. So documentaries, films, TV shows. You know, like. uh, the possibilities there are endless. Audiobooks. I well, I thought I keep uh, mentioning thought... the recipe site. Like that would be another. You know, any digital content, value for value, has got to be the most efficient monetization. Yeah, because you have a you have low upfront costs and they're fixed. But once you make the digital product, it's made and the supply is infinite. 
So, ba-boom, then you just, then it's out there, then it's done. Then you just, you know, tell people it exists. That's the, for the rest of your life, basically, you know. I still want to try and figure out how to do value for value merch. I know. Now you've been talking to me about this and I've been telling you, you might be insane. Uh, but, but, uh, pitch the bowlers on, on value for value merch. Like, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, you see it, uh, you see it plenty at, uh, you know, small local shows, pay whatever you want for a CD, pay whatever you want for a t-shirt, pay whatever you want for stickers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I don't, uh, I'm a very hands-on sort of individual. It's not that I am a control freak. I just like doing the shit. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> like, man, I, you know, I, I I was working at a place that made t-shirt prints and stickers and uh, it just, you know, it'd be cool. I would love to make my own buttons. I want, I want to sit here with my little button machine making buttons. I think that, um, first of all, I like the idea just because I like all value for value and I like want it to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like I do support it, but like just a bunch of caveats come up really quick. And I think like at the scale we're at with like the core group of support we're at and how all of our audiences kind of already inherently understand value for value. They get it, you know. Um, I I think it would work well, but it's one of those things that would be very hard to scale, I feel like. And I, f- I also feel like with buttons or with stickers or something of that nature where it's small and shippable, and you're not going to lose your ass. Like if it's if it's like swag that you would give away anyway, then it mm-hmm. makes sense. And I just feel like t-shirts can really straddle that line depending on, you know, where you're getting them from. And, you know, you got the size thing too. Like you order this array of sizes and then you find out, oh, everybody happened to be a large, you know, and then I'm out of larges, but I got a bunch of other shirts. You know, I've got 80 shirts, but no larges. So I have to order more shirts, but I don't want to order more shirts until, you know, Sure. Well, I think at that I think at that point it would be more advantageous to, to print or uh make up on demand mm. instead of having a stockpile of fifty small shirts, fifty medium shirts, sure. fifty large shirts. I mean I can with the way that uh, my old job was printing out t shirt screen prints, you could literally just have them all in a box, you know, and just keep the designs in one box and it's like, you know, we had one person email us in three weeks looking for a shirt, you know, I can Find whoever's got the easiest shirt that will ship fast, get it mailed to me, and uh, you know, hopefully they sent in more than the seven dollars for the uh, to print the print the image and the three dollars for the t-shirt and five dollars for shipping both ways, so on and so forth. Sure. Um, but at the same point, like if there's someone walking around wearing bags as art on a t-shirt, yeah, and I ended up losing a little bit of money. That sounds like a fucking win in my book. Fucking hell. Yeah, I understand oh, yeah. that too, for sure. Um, Wait, I have I, the I have the perfect sound effect for what it would sound, or what, <laughs> what would go on inside of my head if I ever saw someone walking around with a Behind the Scheme shirt. Whoa, holy shit! <laughs> hell yeah. Oh man, I, gotta, I just got to jack off right now. I'm on fire! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bags is one in a million, man. That guy, uh, like, everything he does is so excellent. Oh, yeah. I was tickled when he did ours uh, for, t- I guess it was two Tuesdays ago now. Yeah. I was showing Mama Bear. I was like, check this out. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I love guy, it. Guy's a genius. He just cranks stuff out, too. Genius. But uh, what, I, what, can, what I can say about the merch is it would be easy to do the Redbubble 
it would be easy to do the Teespring, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's not. It's not DIY. It's not. Getting, I am. Def- yeah. You don't have your fingerprints all over it. Yeah. There's something. You know, I there hope is something find, about that. I hope you find one of my moth hairs in the back. Yeah, you know, you gotta be interacting <laughs> with the. There's some kind of a big physical magic there, you know. Yeah, totally I mean, agree. it's a. Uh... Well, it's something I would consider. Don't get me wrong. It's just. Um, it seems a bit. I just like there's the nag in my head of risk, but really like fuck it, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like you, I don't, I don't necessarily mind losing out money, but if it was something that it could at least sustain itself, sure. I, I would be happier than a clam. Well, I think that's you know? too like sort of the beauty of the value for value model, and why you just have to lean back and trust fall into it. It's like, yeah, people are going to like low value for shirts, but the one guy that like just sprays money all over a shirt just because that's the flex is going to pay for all like five or six guys to do that you know so i think i think i just (laughs) your lack of faith and value for value disturbs me i think limited runs would also make it a little more exciting sure Mm. yeah like this is the only time we're gonna make for me i'm a fucking i'm a zip up hoodie guy that's my like that's where i'm like suckered and uh, some of the zip-up hoodies I've had since I was like a junior in high school. You know, they're like over a decade old. And just one recently I had to get rid of because the friggin' the cuffs of the sleeves just fell off finally. You know, they were hanging on uh-huh. halfway for the longest time. It always starts as a thumb hole, you know, and then it it goes to shit on a long enough timeline. But yeah, I got a really nice uh, IATSE Spokane, Washington. It was embroidered black on black with a union bug. It was super cozy. Pretty warm, and the sleeves are just sh- or the uh, the like the wrist are just shredded off. <laughs> oh man, don't you hate that? Uh, Rest in peace. Well, she's dead. Oh. I love this idea. Value for value merch. I'm all for it. See, yeah, abundance like, mentality. I don't know why. Fuck I'm advertising. Hit- We're not going to pay for advertising, but someone wearing your merch—that's advertising. It pays for itself. Yeah. Even if you did just <laughs> give it away. Speaking of advertising, I've been wanting to ask you, Lorian. If we made shirts and I sent you a shirt, would you take a picture of the shirt and post it? Oh, hell take yeah. A picture you know it. it. <laughs> we'd do like hell a yeah. full-on photo shoot in the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little photo studio set up here. It's been a Very while. Cool. Whatever you want, my friend. It's been a while since we went all out on one of them. I know. Uh, another thing I have down here on my notes is since we last talked, you got knighted. You joined the round table. I did. And uh, Black Knight. I want to hear that story too because, you know, you texted me before and I don't know why I'm just this fucking voice of doubt guy on this shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the fuck is up with that. But when you, you were just like, hey, will you proofread this note? I was like, oh my God, it's not going to fucking go well. Like, I don't know what I thought. I was just like, this is just too much, dog. And I was like, I'm invincible. But I didn't really want to. I didn't really know how to like be helpful about saying that because I knew it was just totally, you know, whatever I was going to come up with to quote unquote fix it wasn't going to work. You know what I mean? So I just gave you my (laughs) bullshit like J school dropout version of like, oh well, here's where like we just basically cut everything out except for thank you and I love you and shit like that. You know. And I was like, well, maybe if you pulled off the boobs thing, that would be the most epic part. But, you know, and it happened. the negotiator, yeah. negoti- negotiator in me was like, 
maybe drop this section if you're going to go for that section. You yeah, see, we got it down to 234 words. You're like, well, I'll shave some words, but you didn't shave any content. And that was what I was like. <laughs> that was actually the best way to do it because what you ended up doing was like you put the note in and it was shorter, but it still said all the same stuff. Like you didn't cut anything out somehow. And I was like, how the fuck did he pull that off? And then Dvorak grabs the can and he says, what? I'm sure you've got it in there. Oh, yeah. Where did it go? <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good, John. Oh, yeah, you did okay on that. That sounded very cool in the mix. Yeah. Very cool. Very fucking cool. You'd love it. Oh, man. It's just weird they talk the checks into it. So what Spencer is talking about is I might have pulled out my calligraphy set and pulled a couple of pages from a big old leather-bound book of shadows and tried to hand-write a uh, <laughs> quilt-tip <laughs> pen note to JCD to Mellon with a check. But I am so out of practice that the letters just, you know, it started to soak up. The, the paper soaked up the ink so hard and everything was blown out. It kind of looked like a... <laughs> Looked like a serial killer's note. Or it was something. like the note version of like the chick that's been crying all night at a party and their mascara is everywhere. It was like the note version of that. Oh my god, yeah. And um Which was still I just, good. I think it works on a certain level, by the way. Let me just say. See, that I, was the week I of October. I'll... I wasn't the I wasn't worried at all about the calligraphy part or like the handwrittenness of it. I was more like I was. And that's interesting too. And I also, when your donation ended up being an 808, I was like, oh, fuck me. I should have, you know what I mean? Like, you get, you know, I didn't realize the donation would be, like, that baller of a, of a level, you know? Yeah, so it ended up being two donations, all it took. B-O-O, or uh, 80885? 80885, yeah. yeah, the boobs. Yeah, that's it, The big yeah. boobs. Yeah, I'll drop that uh, picture in the, <laughs> in the Did you see her breasts? <laughs> Uh, yeah Maybe. man you killed it and so you sent this in and they read it and you get the epic win you get the get but then you didn't get knighted on the show they read it right for two or three weeks and it ended up being that's what I thought I was like several shows oh, dropped them in the wrong chat dropped them in the wrong story oops <laughs> derp oh, there we man. go um yeah, yeah I mm, <laughs> uh, I just I thought it would be really funny to get Adam to say <laughs> or ask him to bring to the round table a copy of Motley Crue <laughs> on yeah. vinyl. Yeah, to do the blow off epic. Because, you know, there's all these people drinking like mead and wine and caviar, and here I am with a copy of Vince Neil's crotch up in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Swoop. <laughs> No, that was that was uh, one of the more epic uh, night donations for sure. I remember the troll room was like, "Oh, you're overstaying your welcome." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? Listen, if I could get paid, however much it would would have been for the, like, so you know, it was it ended up being just under five minutes or whatever, eight hundred dollars. You multiply the five minutes by however much to sure. get an hour, right? Like, <laughs> I would love to get paid over a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. You know. 
No, the, you extrapolate it. That's what that's what erased my uh, misgivings like instantaneously. Is when they were like, "Oh, eight oh eight five. It was like, "Like this dude just <laughs> dropped eight hundred dollars on that note I read last night." Like, okay, fuck it, let him say what he's gonna say. There, yeah, that makes it, dude. If you grease it, then there's just like it's the oldest way to get things done ever, man. Everybody's happy. It's like, oh yeah, with the eight hundred bucks. Uh, Bring in the chicken suit. Here, I'll put the chicken suit on. Come on. I think. Uh, I think next time I want to. I want to do an instant count. <laughs> instant count. Like, yeah, that's uh, like no joke. I mean, it might take a couple of years to get up to that, but uh, you go rob four liquor stores and you're there. Hell yeah. We'll no do justice anything you want. <laughs> oh, well Very done. cool. So your official title is. Is what? Uh, Sir Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Sir Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Yeah, originally, it was going to be Sir Booberry, or Sir Zosobi Booberry, uh, uh, Black Knight of the, or Knight of the Freak of Hazards, and Mothman of the Miniocalypse. But I also decided to shorten that one, too. Uh, see, now that's just a mercy rule, because you yourself had trouble saying it just now. So imagine poor Dvorak trying to read it. I mean... I will say it's been a while. Like I, I cemented myself in the Black Knight. You know, this was, this is a new or yeah. Okay, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Excuse me. What? <laughs> also, Dvorak is not three ciders deep. Well, you know that's true. That's true. As far as you know, that's true. You're trying to fuck with us. Uh, Sphinx tribes. I want to talk to you about Sphinx tribes because. This is what I forgot to bring up Tuesday. We wanted to talk about it Tuesday, and um, it got very back burner, back lane for us. And and I noticed there's not, or at least I can't see a lot of action over in yours uh, lately because I just looked. And I was just wondering, do you fuck with the Sphinx tribe much these days? We just the reason I bring it up is we just uh, my voltage node expired. Right, and that's where your Sphinx was tied into, right? That's right. Yeah, basically. That was the first time we got into podcast uh, value for value because that was the first way to be able to do it, as far as I'm aware. Like when we got in, that was the only way. It was Sphinx was the only way you could really stream Sats at, at that particular moment. It was like last December and January. It's like a year ago, and uh, so I did the one year voltage, and then when I got on Sphinx, I made my tribe through that that light node of theirs, and I guess with the Sphinx relay, the way it works, that admin account is tied to your node. And what I was asking them was, can we uh, can we just change the admin of the tribe to a different node, or like add a second admin and then I leave as the admin, you know? But I really don't have any idea on the coding side how the whole thing works. But what they said was, if you want to be able to successfully pull it off, you'd basically do a recovery node into an umbral, you know, or a raspy blitz or whatever you want to do, like build a new node from scratch and use the recovery node of or the recovery phrase of that node and basically transfer the node that way. And I was like, oh see I have two existing nodes at home that I just want to keep existing, you know. Right. I don't want I don't want to restore this one really. I'm done with it, you know. So I guess it couldn't have been done. So I made basically long story even longer. I made a new node for bull after bull off of one of our home nodes. Which by the way is free to join for a limited time. Nice. Uh, I and I, I think it, I might end up doing the same deal as far as starting fresh without a uh, any sort of entry fee, just because my connection into Sphinx is all still fucked up. Yeah, 
you know, I was having issues adding, re-adding stats to the wallet. Um, I mean, I, I definitely get the, sometimes, you know, messages, it'll be kind of touch and go whether or not you can see them or not. I understand, you know, it's still a relatively fresh product. They've still got stuff that they're working out, but not being able to add any funds to it was the real hurdle that I couldn't quite get over. And um, I, I definitely see like NetNet in there boosting. Yeah. I think you boosted a couple of times, Servo's boosting. Now, um, I wanted to ask you too, how did you initially get into Sphinx? Did you get like an invite? I feel like you got an invite from me initially or somebody. I, was it like a Sphinx node that you're on? I think I got the invite from you, but I fucked that first one up. Hmm. And then we had to and get... Because wasn't I trying yeah. to get you in for like ages? Yes, I was on the waiting list or something. Yeah, and then you kept disappearing, and then I would make a new invite for you. I remember that. Um, so another thing I've discovered over time with Sphinx is it's basically... It, it makes a huge difference whose node you're running off of and like when and all that. And if you're on a Sphinx light node, stuff seems to be limited and buggy. But if you're on, if you run Sphinx Relay on your own node and then like make your tribe from your own node and all of that, the wallet inside of Sphinx is actually tied to all of your lightning sats too. So you can send out like, if your node is funded, then your Sphinx wallet's funded basically. I see. And I haven't looked into this yet, but I think you can make like a... With Ellen Bits or a couple other implementations, you could make yourself a virtual wallet that Sphinx runs out of instead of just having it have access to your whole nut, which uh, I like think a, would be probably smarter. Uh, right, just for have like a partition purposes. or something. Yeah, just cut yourself yeah. off another wallet and have Sphinx look at that wallet. I'm pretty sure it's possible, but... Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be like part of that Uncle, uh, Uncle John? John Jim, they, I think they change the name all the time. First time I, I ever heard say, it was Uncle was, Jim. I'm pretty sure. I was gonna say Uncle Tom, but I don't think that one was I think correct. It's Bob's your uncle, Virgin. But the Bob's your uncle method. It's knocking futs. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the, what, that's what I would encourage uh, using a home node tied to it rather than a the Sphinx Light node. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get in there. I'll play around and, uh, and I, keep I, up to date with the. Uh, they're making updates like every week or two now. It's like pretty consistent. So Hell yeah. always keeping the, that updated. They recently added this new uh, podcast tab. So you can listen to like any of the podcasts in the index. Oh, Sphinx shit. Now. You don't even have to have a tribe. You don't even have to have a value tag, in fact. Oh, I was I was just about to ask you that. Which is, I just, I guess that would make it non-boostable. But I don't know. I, I haven't really listened to anything without a value tag in Sphinx, to be honest. But um I you know I saw like uh, Dean was in there Dean Reiner of, yeah. of uh, Up Is Down Japan What was in there Yep um, I definitely really dug this uh, this uh, Sphinxtagram group that was hella fun that was cool yeah <clears throat> I haven't seen that like have much action lately or maybe I'm just not in it anymore I need to go through because when I set this new account up and I migrated everything and I lost all the tribes I was in you know mm. right I basically lost. All of the record, the way it's stored is it's it's associated with the node and it's stored in the node, you know? So if you ever, like, uninstalled all of the data and, um, I don't know, transactions that are associated, because each message is a, is a lightning payment, essentially. And uh, if you don't have access to those payments and that payment history, then you can't really, can't really use it, you know? Now, will the boost from Sphinx show up in Helipad? I have never seen one, but I haven't tested it, so I don't know. 
this is the thing I've been so that's that's why I wanted to talk to you about it too because I've been so backburner on Sphinx because I you know the initial experience was clumsy and not intuitive but the experience has improved drastically since I've started first using it too yeah so I, I liked Sphinx I thought it was I, I thought it was cool you know it's kind of like having the um and open text lines anybody that's listening to bowl after bowl at the same time sending in uh allegedly some photos of uh various plants sure uh, so to speak um and you know there was there was people that as far as i could tell i mean i, I at least i'll say that i didn't recognize their handle um inside of the no agenda sphere yeah but uh there were some voices in this in our sphinx chat at least uh that uh didn't really see anywhere else and yeah, we definitely had a couple of people that were unique, pretty much knew us just through Sphinx, and that's it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll try and get this. Uh, I might just shut down this behind the schemes and start over again. Um, See, this is the weird part too. Is I'm not sure. Both tribes still show up, and they both seem to kind of work, even though I deleted my voltage node. And so I don't know how the voltage infrastructure works exactly either. I don't know if like I requested it deleted, but they still have it somewhere, you know, or. I don't know how it works exactly. There's nothing in it. You know, I just cleaned all the coin out of it and then I just hit delete. Uh, they still yeah, sent, that, me, that, sent me that's invoice one thing. reminders. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's, I saw uh, servo uh, boosted several times in a row, um, but it's not reflecting in the wallet. So I, yeah. I, I, that's what I don't remember if it, if it goes to the wallet in Sphinx or if it goes back to the raspy blitz thunder road. Ooh. That's another thing that's uh, interesting. It goes to Thunder Road. So, oh, shit. And, and that's why my experience got better on my own node. Because basically, if you have a, a podcast added to the tribe, um, then it looks at that value tag. And anything coming off of the podcast playing boosts and anything that's just a boost in the chat room both go to whatever the value tag uh, that you have for that feed is. But that, mm. then, you know, if you're on the Sphinx, uh, if you're on the Sphinx node, it doesn't go to that wallet. Whereas if you're running your wallet off of that same node, then it does. What was it? Sphinx? Oh, okay. Sphinx.chat. Sphinx.chat. Checking now. Sphinx.chat. Yeah, it's interesting. The, uh, you ever the other thing that... Sorry, go ahead. The other thing that I liked was the uh, tribes.sphinx. Yeah. And it would always list the one that had the most recent episode. Yeah. Or the most them, recent post. Keeps them rolling by uh -oh. activity. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I always liked that too. Um, poopsie. I had. Oh, have you heard of this Zion thing? <laughs> uh, I isn't that where that That's big rave a, takes place? It's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> I, the, the trick of it is I'm Damn. not trying to change the subject. <laughs> so there's a new podcast apps.com app. Um, I I went over them very intimately as I was building ableandthewolf.com because I sorted them all essentially by platform. Okay. So I've also been recommending, I don't know, I'm probably just biased because I, I like to look at things a certain way in a certain um, sortment, and I like to sort the apps by platform. So I've been sending the bowlers to that thing for new podcast apps because then you can just click. And then you're also not scrolling across like on newpodcastapps.com, not all of them have the value tag. So you got to scroll through and you got to look, ooh, what's got value? What was the link for this? Uh, if you, the domain ableandthewolf.com Able. if you click listen then that's the thing I'm talking about but Zion it's like on all platforms it's a social media app they were trying to say they were like 
the first social media app on Lightning, and then if you click on their GitHub, it's like, we are a fork of Sphinx. So they forked the oh. Sphinx co- uh, code, and I haven't experienced the because I just learned about them, and I'm I've got other shit to do, you know. I don't want to like start a new uh, something at a even a newer platform, yet another one, at least not yet. But I was just looking through it, and they have that. Uh, oh man, now I forget his name. He's like the conservative YouTuber with the long orange hair that does all of the. Oh, like, JP, awakening with JP. JP, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like their uh he has an account on there and he's like a pitch guy in a lot of the FAQ stuff or whatever. Like they got him doing videos for the Zion stuff. Interesting. It's, I just popped onto my radar, so I was just interested if you'd heard of it yet. Like I it, have it's, not. it's weird it's weird cuz it seems like kind of big, you know, in its marketing department at least. Like they've got JP and a couple other like e-celeb type people over there. Well, I can tell you this much. Um, I really enjoy Mastodon. It's definitely the daily driver. I just want to start promoting the show in circles outside of the no agenda sphere. Yeah, I feel that as well. Um, I mean, Instagram is something that I used occasionally, but usually, usually it's just for the memeage, you know? Yeah, I um, can't. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to go on anything where I can't be me, you know? And I right. feel like... I feel like Facebook, Instagram, even the Twitter, only reason I'm on there is because, like, you know, like, because Chris is on there, and there's a lot of other people on there. Yeah, and, and you know, there's uh, there's some people that uh, find some cool shit and is worth checking out, but... but I, I hate it, though. Like, I deleted it, my personal one. Yeah, and, like, Adam the way Curry follow... was following for, like, six or seven years, but I was like, I can't just do this shit anymore, man. It just, uh... Like, I'm gonna get myself in fucking some kind of trouble if I just keep this thing. That's how I felt at the end. Yeah, it's it's kind of like just climbing an uphill battle, and the only thing that's going to happen is the stone's going to fall back on you right there at the end. Yeah, I agree. And fall back on you, I mean the little, little birdie's going to land on top of it and it just <laughs> tips it over. It's good for uh, just like an echo blinking beacon out there, you know? Just it's yeah. like, like you were saying with Sphinx, how there was a couple of unique names there. Like, there's some people that'll only listen to you if you happen to tweet it and they see it, you know? Right. So if I just... That's just an extra step. When I toot the show, I tweet the show. Sometimes I read through there, but it just never brings me no joy, you know. I'm not as I'm not as strong as Lorian is. I I haven't got rid of, rid of the uh, feed bag. Oh, um, uh, yeah, you're I did still on the fag bag. So good. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, 2016, I deleted everything. I haven't looked back. It's all gone. I'm only on Mastodon now and Sphinx. I See, I like to keep a finger up everybody's ass and see what the temperature is. I loved doing that, too. That was so me. I think you're stronger than I for being able to do that. That shit just drove me batty. Opening it up, I'd get mad. I was like, why? I'm going to get triggered. I'm going to think of people differently. This is all stuff they wouldn't say to my face, you know? It's like, these are different versions of people I know in real life. I don't want to know, Listen, (laughs) if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem, okay? I'm a big part of the problem. (laughs) No doubt about it, baby. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I caught it. Beautiful. Good catch. Thanks. (laughs) Cat like Mothman. Oh, uh, I just, yeah, I, 
the Twitter, I don't get how all the threads work. Uh, I'm I'm Twitter illiterate. Um, You'll Twitter it. I I'll I'll doom scroll. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to see what the comments are under <sighs> Joe Biden's latest tweet. <laughs> oh yeah, the doom scrolling gets doom pretty scrolling, ignorant, doesn't for it? For real. Uh, yeah. and you're just like you get caught in a is... loop, man. <laughs> I may not know my flowers. But I know a bitch when I see one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you get stupider, but you can't feel it happening. And then, like, oh yeah, until you stand up after like whatever, however goddamn long you wasted doing it, and then you're like, oh, oh So I just, you know, I I'm not gonna do the Twitter thing. I'm not. I we are still getting every once in a uh, in a while someone will give us a full follow on the Instagram, but we got three posts that Monty did for us way back at the beginning. The idea was to have uh, Monty sort of spearheading the social side of the show because uh, he was more in tune with that. But uh, we got three posts in, and that was Damn. about it. <laughs> that sounds right. On the, sa- a good on the same day, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good run. Oh brother! But uh, you know, fuck it. I'll try the Zion stuff. Yeah, I was interested. I don't. Want, I don't want to go in there alone, man. Can you cover this thing with me? I almost, I almost fell for the spook trip and got a getter. I'm glad mm. that I didn't. Yeah, the same thing with. Oh, I think I feel like all of those things. Gab and uh, Patriot Pot or whatever the Trump thing is oh. going to launch next month, right? Uh, tr- I don't know about Truth that. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Truth dot social. I don't know. Real true verified internet shit dot io, man. I stick to NOS, and that's where I'm at. Guy <laughs> made five billion dollars. I don't know. It's like yeah. it's like worth all this money, and it's not even launched yet. I'm like, really? Mm. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I just I'm I don't have to reiterate it again. I just want to you know kind of step outside of our circle. Yeah, it makes sense, um, man. It makes sense on both sides of it, because like on the one hand. You want to uh, kind of expand the the reach. On the other hand, you don't want to like just annoy the no agenda crowd. Like you know, it's like enough of this guy, man. Right. Yeah, I get it, man. But I, I feel if you have if thing. you have killer art, if you have killer art, I think it makes the pill go down a whole lot better. I think it's all consistency. Mm. Just like uh, Adam says, you know, if you just if you just keep doing it at the same time every week and um, try to make it the best product every time then people will sit down during that time slot every time or they won't, you know? And then they, you at least have that benchmark of this is when and where it happens. It's going out regularly. We've also made a point to, in our value pitch on Bowl After Bowl, mention, like, the easiest way to give value back is simply to pass the bowl to a friend you think would enjoy it. And that kind of branches out a little bit. This yes, I told, I told someone today to tune in. Coffee Von Dust Bubble. I don't think she's listened. Nice. Oh, we do have uh, a voicemail. Oh, because I was. Uh... Oh yeah, and if you want to leave a voicemail <laughs> for Booberry, it's really simple. All you gotta do is call eight one six six zero seven three six six three, and the play of That's right, 816 Let's hear them. Let's hear what people have said. I have your number in uh, my phone, so uh, 
when when I call you guys, I just say call bowlers, and it says calling bowlers. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, what can I ask, Booberry? Um, hmm. I know you guys have had them on multiple times. Probably like uh, uh, a lot of these questions have been asked before, but um, I guess like what brought them to no agenda. And what's his favorite event he ever worked at? In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. So, what brought you to no agenda? I have no idea. I don't know how I found this fucking show. Nice. One day, I just so I found it somewhere. Maybe, maybe, maybe Grimerica mentioned it or something. Mm-hmm. That would be the only show that I know of that I was listening to that was associated with the no agenda stream. Interesting. But I guess I, my only other guess is that I was searching conspiracy podcast and it came across my radar and it did kind of take me a while to sort of come around. I was like, holy shit, these guys spend over an hour reading notes. Like, what is this? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, but when I got my, uh, when I got that last tour that I was on cats, I, uh, it was it was a cool place to turn to because I was starting to kind of figure out their their release schedule. Because I mean, I maybe listened to three shows fairly consistently, and it had only been a year or so, two years maybe, uh, up until that point. But you know, as I was trying to get the show ready to tour to my standards after I took it over from somebody, I was listening to it during the day, and uh, you know, I was listening to it during travel days i was listening to it on the great panic flea out of canada when we desperately had to get across the border before everything shut down mm. and um yeah it wasn't it wasn't until i listened live for the first time which this would have been two days in or three days maybe into the riots because i was biking around uh this area of town that we were living close to and just surveying all the fucking riot damage and seeing these huge concrete barriers that they had set up in front of a police precinct with National Guard riflemen up on the roof. Um, Damn. And it was, uh, <laughs> I guess all of Adam's Motu settings had reset on him for no reason at all, mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. And Sounds very Motu. <laughs> I was listening to him bitch about it. I was like, Oh shit! These guys are pros. Yeah. I've been in this. <laughs> this has happened. This is this is my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, granted, they you know they got four X on me for sure. Yeah, no um, doubt. But yeah, after I started listening live, I I really started paying attention to what they were saying in the show, and like that's right around the probably you know within a couple of weeks, I was peeking my head into the troll room. Didn't know what IRC was. Um, and then it was the, the rock and roll pre-show and grumpy old Ben's that kind of made me realize that there existed, a, a, there was the show, mm-hmm. there was these two guys, but then there's this plethora of people that are all like loosely connected or something. It's like a semi-secret underground society almost, bro. Oh, you know that, that gets my jammies. It gets my jammies going. It's fucking pretty wild, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and I, you know, like I, I spent that whole summer climbing trees and wrapping Christmas lights and fucking dead heat, Texas, uh, right in August and September and all this shit. And I knew when grumpy old Ben's, I finally figured out it, their, their live schedule. 
I mean, like, and it's so weird, but like, I, I guess it was just this thing of like, I never really listen to shows to actually hear what they're saying. Go to this website, tune in at this time, check out this chat room. Yeah. It all just kind of seemed like superfluous or something. Yeah. Um, but I realized that there was something, there was something to it. And uh, Nick the Rat was the first time that I really like interacted, interacted with the show. Yeah. I, I mean, I first time I heard you was when you called in Nick the Rat, man. And we were all looking for this behind the schemes thing. We were like, I don't know, man. I can't find it because I couldn't figure out the threes for E's or something. Yeah, I hadn't figured out the the pattern to it, the patter, however you want to say it. But uh, uh maybe it and was either did, Nick the Rat or... I, I want to say we did find it by the end of the call, for sure, but... I don't even think we had a website at that point. It was literally just the uh, yeah, RSS feed. Yeah, find the RSS, yep. <laughs> either that or the Animal Rights Activist podcast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the one I kept finding was the some kind of a wildlife foundation or something like that, right? Yes. Save the tiger, save the world. Um, <laughs> we could uh, save this next caller. Well, NetNet had a second question there. Oh, right. That's right. He asked, uh, what's the favorite oh, event that you ever worked at? Skid Row is pretty fucking cool. Nice. I uh, It was a uh, three-day hair metal festival out in one of the casinos here in Minnesota Nuts. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we got Great White, uh, Striper, which was the Christian hair metal band. Lynch Mob, Autograph, Winger, Skid Row, Queensryche, Tesla, uh, just a whole plethora of bands. And this is the shit that I cut my teeth on for real back in, in my early teens. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there like asking my boss, hey, can I run lights for Lynch Mob? He's like, sure, I don't care. I don't want to do it. I was like, cool. And I'm sitting there, and I, I know these songs. I'm like, fuck yeah, Strom. I'm fucking get my lights to pan like this. Oh, shit, yes. And there was this, uh, there was this moment, Striper, like, th- their big motif was black and yellow stripes, everything. You know, it looked like bees and shit, and they had a lot of Bible verses associated with their music. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> naturally, that means all of my beans are going to be fucking yellow, and the audio guy... <laughs> Who was running this uh, striper, or I, I guess he was monitoring the the console, and their audio dude was running. I just remember our guy turned around and like had this big shit eating shit eating grin on his face because <laughs> I was like just all yellow and these fucking <laughs> yellow beans just uh, spinning everywhere. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a very uh, maybe. One of the other more memorable ones is Tommy Two Tones, the eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh yeah, uh, standing backstage with a drumstick and a beer can, uh, tapping in beat to Rick Springfield playing on stage. That was Ooh, pretty funny. Nice. Yeah, he's been around. Next though. you've seen some serious shows. <laughs> no, we have a, we have an ex caller. Yo yo ballers. Yo yo. How we all doing? How it be? How it be? How it be? How the new year? Oh yeah. How was thou New Year Eve? To the New Year Day. Anyway, got Mr. Blueberry Mothman, dried up tree apocalyptic, uh, <laughs> manger scene, electronic doggy. I don't know. I'm just looking around the house right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, gotta get this uh, tree out of here this weekend because it's uh kind of like a silver-haired fox, only it's like a brown-haired tree, because, <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going. 
But anyway, uh, I know Mr. Mr. Booberry Mopman uh, said his full uh, nameage uh, at least once on on uh, that other uh, Hog Story show. Uh, but yeah, could he repeat that the, the whole one, the whole the whole name in its entirety? Because yeah, it's it was intriguing and interesting. Uh, I think he had like a burrito and a and a owl and a panda. Oh wait, I'm still looking at the tree. Um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So if, the, if that could be done, that 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 would be quite excellent, good, and whatnot. So all right, well, I'll uh, be in and out of the the, the, the live stream as I do some uh, some stuff around the house. But uh, anyway, all right. Thank you guys. Stay dangerous. Christopher Battles, howdy out. Howdy out. Howdy, howdy. Something, something. Love you guys. All right. Bye now. <laughs> bye bye now. <laughs> oh, we love you, Christopher Battles. It's some animals in the tree, man. And then we had Mr. Mr. Blueberry, Mothman, Tiger King, Cyclops. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Zasobi Blueberry, Knight of the Mothman. Well, I guess, does he want the original one? I don't know, man. I think the longest, grandest one is what he's looking for. Okay, okay. Zosobi, Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman, and the Mini Ocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. We want to get real technical. Woo! Nailed it. Yeah, he's he said uh, he'd be in and out of the live stream. I feel the same way, man. I'm gonna. <laughs> I feel like I've been in and out of the live stream. These be Delta like, Eights, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't have any good blast-off clips, unfortunately. Yeah. We have a uh, PS from a caller. I had a question the whole time. Uh, oh, he did have a question. Hey, was there like a brand name or anything on that Delta 8 that uh, he sent? Oh, yeah. Hush, hush. Say no more, say no more. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. I'm having a hard time finding them here. Okay. Uh, uh, on the label, we got... don't seem to be listed on any of the frickin' dispensaries' uh, websites. They have a lot of information on them. It's kind of like hard to find information, and then you go check the like more national websites that have a bunch of stuff listed and what uh, the percentages are and everything. And uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't match what they tell you on the dispensary's website. So a lot hmm. of conflicting information out there. Anyways, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Well, these particular ones can be found at willowskeepfarm.com, according to the package. But uh, in general, at least where I'm at, usually you can find them at liquor stores primarily, especially when you get out to like the half rural, half suburbs areas, the places that have one or maybe two liquor stores in the town, there'll be D8 and D10 at those places. Head shops as well. Now, it's rapidly changing state by state too, though. So like, for instance, in Minnesota, right? They took that from you. So, But in Michigan, I'm not so sure. I bet you can find it at the liquor stores still. Yeah, but uh, they fucking work. I can tell you that. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, Speaking of liquor, and I barely knew her. <laughs> I went to a liquor store earlier tonight called Liquor Boy, liquor and boy, I looked at it. Boy. I was like, "What do I look like? A priest?" <laughs> Ooh! And the reason I was by this liquor store is I'm very excited, but I'm also incredibly just like. Oh my god, I don't know if I'm mentally and emotionally prepared for this, but I purchased a new desk today, mm. and I'm going to fucking rip out 
what I got in here right now and get rid of it and install something that's more open. I got to move everything. Everything that I have meticulously put into place oh, over the past eight months. <laughs> we've done I that. Mean, we've done that down uh, here a couple of times. It's never fun, but it's always the right thing to do. When we first set this thing up, it was like a weird T desk situation, and we were like on either side of this desk. It just wasn't working. Oh, it just wasn't so working like across the desk from each other. Yeah, I remember that. Remember we had this like T coming between us right here. See, that's what I've always kind of imagined the bowl looked inside of my head. No. But there was some sort of T option, T setup. Now we went full corner. It's like... It's open. Yeah, we opened it up. Yeah. Nice. Wait, so you're looking into the corner or out of the corner? Into the corner. Like a bad boy. <laughs> like a bad, bad boy. <laughs> oh, you're going to go to the corner. Yeah. Put your nose in there. You <laughs> said <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. I went boomer for a half second and tried to answer my tablet. Like, what? <laughs> oh, shit's ringing. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a corner desk that I'm picking up. Nice. Because I can actually, I think there's going to be enough desk room that I can, like, actually do, like, a, a makeshift rack, almost. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I highly recommend the, the corner thing. Mainly just for all the fucking monitors you got, you know, you start to accumulate. Like, mm -hmm. you need to be at least able to barely see all of them. Even if somebody else is using them. Well, I think I'm going to ditch having the two monitors and just go for one additional bigger one. Um, and see if I can just do, have everything minimized to a point where you only get the vitals needed to run a show. And then maybe a separate window for uh, trolling. Like That's what I have going windows. If you get a double wide one, some of the I have a super wide display here. I can't remember exactly the dimensions, but I basically run the half and half mode in that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. And it works pretty well because it's wide <laughs> enough to do that kind of stuff. Well, this one, this one, it's a, it is a corner desk, but it's got a little shelf above it. So there's only, I don't know, like just under two, three feet, maybe like two and a two and a half or so. That's where your monitor goes. And there's a little like corner shelf up on top of it. But the desk <laughs> itself is only, I don't know, three feet total or four feet total and like square. So it cuts off. There's no arm space. Everything just like gravitates to the center of the oh, desk. Man, like yeah. it's got a like a dense ass mass to it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking open it up in here. Yeah, it. I recommend it, man. The tea was totally killing the feng shui, you know, the inner J. I'm gonna get a real chair too. I've been using one of these Neely ones. Yeah, where you sit on it and then you kind of fold your knees in, but it's just not <laughs> comfortable anymore. I've seen those, man. <laughs> I've seen those. I've had a guy who swore by those. They always feel and, cool when you sit them at first. I've always wondered what they'd be like, like long term, though. I like also, okay, I don't know how you feel about this. How do y'all feel about having or sitting down in a restaurant with your back to the door? I know a lot of people that hate that. Um, I used to be one of those people that could not do it. But now I go every, most places with you, so you got my six. And so one of us is yeah. always facing the door. So. Yeah, we do have... <laughs> Uh, C Dub says you should never have your back to the door unless you have a mirror. We do have a like yes. a curved mirror right up there. Oh so, shit! So the door is not out of sight. I also kind of sit sideways, so you know. Yeah. I can see the door. Yeah, man. When you put headphones on, you know, yeah. always be vigilant, man. <laughs> never be too careful. Uh, on the voice line, uh, Texter says, "Excuse me." On the text line, uh, Texter says, "I appreciate all y'all. Keep scheming the bowls." 
Nice. I appreciate you. Yeah, we love we love scheming bulls. With all of you schemers, we've had uh, all three of you guys on in the recent past. This, I know. But, and this uh, is wait, this is you said this is the first one of the year. That's right. Yeah, first bulls with buds of the year, man. Wait, who was the last one? Oh, that was Mo. Mo Fax Mo was our Fax. last bulls. Oh buds, yeah. shit! Yeah, that was a good one. That was fun. That was hella cool. You also, uh, you guys had an excellent conversation with Mo. Yeah, <laughs> soy like Green New Deal. Oh man, <laughs> I love that man because it's like you're all jacked up because you know it's gonna be a good show, and then it's even better than like what Mo is just that guy you know who can bring it, who's just always gonna be tops what? to talk to. Oh. Y'all, what do you think about his? Uh, did you catch what was it, seventy four this week? Justice for Juicy. I haven't, I haven't not heard yet. it yet. No. Oh, and it's not, it's not story related material for the show. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, but let's say it is in my queue. It, yeah, tomorrow. when you hear it, I, I don't want it, to. It's, it's so like Mo just fucking nailed it. Uh, it's good. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about too, based off of uh, conversations earlier too. Uh, within this episode, yeah, he's so. got that, and I just saw you had a converse, I think, out today too, right? <gasps> he did a converse with Flat Earth Dave. I know, yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I haven't done that one yet. He asked us to do one, um, but we don't have a date yet. Hell yeah! But yeah, yeah we, we uh... would jump on that like <laughs> right away. I'm in. Let's go. In like Flynn. I think he had one tonight. Yep. I do it. I'm pounding through these ciders right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ew. Tastes good. Pounding oh, through ciders shit. and pounding through our hearts. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I was like, caller, can you turn down your <laughs> radio? <laughs> turn down your caller. <laughs> turn down those beep boops, please. <laughs> I do love chip tunes, though. It's them freaking aliens, man. That's the next um, F-type topic, first time I'm by the way. Ever. That's right. First time you ever saw a UFO? <gasps> mm. yeah, we'll be working on that one on Tuesday. As we work on another oh. bowl after bowl on Tuesday. But Boobery, thanks for coming by, man. Always love having you in the bowl. Thanks for having me, y'all. Hell yeah. Catch Booberry Moan Days at 9.30 Central with Behind the Schemes. And this Sunday with Misinformed Nation. Oh yeah, we'll do that on uh, we'll have it on a couple streams. This one, ours. Yeah, it'll be good. Put it out there, man. Oh. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it because I'm lit. I appreciate y'all. You rock my world. Oh, Thank you again man. for hitting me up. Hell yeah, you know we love you, man. Hell yeah, the Moth Man rides again. <laughs> well, thanks, Bullers, for kicking it with us. We will indeed see you. Uh, next Tuesday. Until then, I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I've been Dame DeLorean. And I've been Booberry. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Wow. I am really high. Wow. 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 Smoking a bowl, sir. Pull it up fast enough. Is this a step in the right direction? Oh. <laughs> oh. I was searching. I was searching so fast, but I've been kneecapped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, kneecapped. <laughs>